everything's coming up to to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the zone, simple dedication to the team when you're in the know. To to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So where we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear. Recaps, got that. South cap, got that. Team ads, got that. So tell me what they do not have, huh? Question to ask, but I don't mean to go brag. But boy, they got all the stats, and they could go all the way back from KG to Zerbiak. And all I'm saying is that the cast the one stop shot for my timber wolves. Timber wolves, ain't a thing falling, everything's coming up. Timber wolves, timber wolves, falling from the autumn, ain't nobody gonna stop him. It's the timber wolves, timber wolves, phonies, you can spot them, they the sheep under their clothes. Timber wolves, timber wolves, talk a lot about them. Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris Emerson. Chris, how we doing? Uh, we're doing well. We're doing well. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, so, yeah, I finally was able to uh, mix up the intro a little bit. And, man, yeah. I just – I love that play, A, just because of the steal, and B, what a absolute ballsy shot from Towns. Like Unbelievable, yeah. And I mean, it's not like he was hot. No, I mean he had he had hit one before that. I think to the the play before or something. But still, I mean, just just step into it. That that that's honestly, I think what we've been missing um, in the in the past couple games. So as you know, uh, we are on a four game winning streak, and we did it again. We won again in Sacramento on a back to back, which is. Amazing. I, I don't know how we keep doing it, but man, Wolves Sacramento would be such a fun first round series. And honestly, like I was listening to the uh, No Dunks podcast today, they yeah. a lot of people were saying that they might even favor the Wolves in that series if at full strength. So I was listening to the broadcast on the um, on the the Sacramento side. So yeah. I, was, I, was, I heard their uh, broadcasters and they constantly were talking about how Sacramento has a lot of trouble with um, long athletic teams, teams that mm. are, have long athletic players, which is exactly what we have many of. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think we're a matchup nightmare. Um, and, you know, like they've got, they've got, um, Sabonis and the, the good thing about him is Rudy and Sabonis like Sabonis doesn't really pull Rudy away from the rim a lot so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that um yeah I mean we definitely match up really well with them and I would feel perfectly fine in a first first round matchup with them oh let, let's let's talk kind of brass tacks here uh first we'll talk about uh the past two games and then we'll talk about uh, what we need to do going forward. But, yeah, I mean, just A, uh, we'll talk about the Warriors game first. What did you see um, with Cat and and Ant both back? Uh, what, what did you like out of the Warriors game? What I like the most is um, Finch said, we're going two bigs all the time. We're going to go two – basically centers um sometimes it was it was uh slow-mo but almost always having two near seven foot big 
style players um, mm-hmm. at power forward and center. And then when you've got McDaniels, who I still say seven foot um, in slow-mo, a lot of times on the court at the same time with those bigs, it, it got wild. So what I loved was when we went big, like so big that it was, it was crazy. Um, the other team didn't know how to attack us. Right. Like Golden State was so confused and it's kind of like I played softball, like beer league softball. And a lot of times when you're in beer league softball, you don't have enough players to play. Like a guy doesn't show up or whatever sometimes happens. So mm-hmm. you have to play like one less outfielder. And what that does is it makes the other team try to smash shots to the outfield instead of hitting their normal shots, which would probably fall in anyways and, and be doubles. They're trying to do something different to attack your weakness, which mm. is a perceived three outfielders. It's the same thing with us. We went big there and it looked like golden state was like, okay, what's the smartest way to attack this system. And all that thinking like took them out of their natural flow and caused bad passes. We had plenty of turnovers um, it was just, it was just great to see us not shy away and try to hide from the fact that we're a big team and to push that as an actual advantage opposed to something to, um, hide or, you know, almost apologize for at times. Yeah. What, what stood out for me and really I'll get into this in the other game as well. Um, but man, Kyle Anderson is, might be one of the most underrated pickups of the entire, I'm talking the entire uh, off season last year for the world. Yeah. I mean, NBA. yeah, in the entire NBA. I mean, just this stat line is exactly what you need a role player to do. And if you had a bunch of role players doing this, you'd be set. Uh, 32 minutes, 12 points, 50% from the field, 10 boards, seven assists, and five steals. Like you got a guy with five steals. Some. Some guys, it takes two or three weeks to get five steals. Kyle Anderson did it in one game, and 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 of course, as we saw in the intro, he he got the huge steal at the end. Not sure what Draymond was doing on that one, but those long arms. Was uh, got... Thing had that big lineup in, and he was. They were kind of confused on what to do and how to attack it. Like they weren't running mm-hmm. their smooth offense. Right, for sure, absolutely. So, yeah, Kyle Anderson, just a great pickup. He's got that nice, and now we we know he's got that slow-mo shot, but he's got that nice in the middle of the – see, I think a, one thing that's gotten a lot better is I think it's either better shooting or it's just knowing how to attack it. I feel like teams just can't go into a zone against us anymore because that was, that was the problem at the beginning of the season. They'd go in the zone – and then we'd have to chuck up a three and probably miss it. Kyle Anderson's got that nice turnaround, just one, one-handed little flip shot that I, I know they were talking about it on the broadcast, that it's lethal. And he and he he's just there in key situations, and I, I love what I've seen out of him so far. And in that zone, what he also does is he, he hits, you know, he hits right like you're supposed to do, right to the free throw line. You know, mm-hmm. right around there, gets the ball. And then if they collapse, Rudy knows to go right to the rim. And he's had a couple of nice drop-offs right to Rudy for dunks. Oh, yeah, yeah we, can't be, we can't be zoned because we've got too many intelligent players on our on the team right now. When you've got Connolly and you've got Slow-Mo and you've got Rudy um, on all three levels, 
uh, yeah, you can't zone us. It won't work. Um, the big thing for Enough. Oh, this year is his three-point shooting. Like, he's always been a pretty terrible shooter, you know, and, like, throughout right. his career, he would average, you know, I'm looking at it right now, you know, one, maybe two three-pointers a game. Um, a couple years ago, he averaged four, which was a huge increase from him. But he never, ever shot it really over, like, 36%, 33 32% kind of range. Mm -hmm. So for his career, up until this year, he was a little under um, – 34%, which is like below league average. But this year he's shooting 42%, um, only on one and a half a game. But that's a huge difference. Like, cause now he's a legit threat and he's getting that ball a lot of times in the corner. And the fact that he's hitting that shot is such, it, it just makes everything flow so much better on our offense. So yeah, mm -hmm. he's, he doesn't always put up stat lines like that, but he plays the same way. Like, the fact he like the fact that the assists maybe aren't there, it doesn't mean that he's not making the exact same great plays. It's just maybe there was one more pass after that. Um, right. And having that sort of mentality now with Connolly um, is is amazing. It's a whole different. It's a whole nother style of team. It's like we matured five years of experience as a team um, mm. in continuity. Just having those types of players uh, get the minutes they are. Also, what, what I'm noticing is now, obviously, we haven't had Jalen Noel for a couple of games. We just got him back. But I felt like the second unit with without, like, Cat and without Ant and stuff like that, the second unit, it felt like um, it, it felt like it was on Jalen Noel to create offense and score and be, like, the guy of the second unit. Now, I feel like he could still do that from time to time, but I feel like the onus isn't on him. Like, they can move the ball. They have other options. And, obviously, a big part of that is always having either Nas, Rudy, or Cat in the game. I mean, that that's a huge – that that's huge right there, um, literally. And uh, also, I, I don't know, just other guys stepping up. Austin Rivers – is completely out of the lineup at this point. Um, so, thanks is, to Nah. Yeah, thanks to Nah, who didn't have a good game last night, to be honest. But that's that's why Noel played, and Noel stepped up and played great when we needed him. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe let, let maybe that's a good transition. Let's move over to last night's Kings game, which uh, obviously the Wolves got the victory. What would you see out of that one? Well, it's what I've been seeing the last week or so or even more um we're just such a professional team like i know i've been using that term and and it's i don't know if it's even the right term but we play smart we don't let little things snowball into big things um to to to, to hold golden state is low scoring like we didn't have a great offensive game no. you know like we haven't had like in the last three wins that we had or four wins I think, you know, Anthony Edwards might be averaging 16 points, you know, and Carl Anthony Towns in his game averaged, you know, 15, 16, 17 points. Like, it's not like these guys are going for 35 mm -hmm. and we're getting a win. Like, we're getting dirty, hard fought, you know, make the right play, make the extra pass, get the rebound when we need it type wins. And those are wins that the Timberwolves don't usually get. Those are playoff wins. Um, it's the type of games that I said earlier was one of the reasons why you trade for Rudy Gobert, because now Anthony Edwards is playing in heavy 
important games late in the year. Like this, this is what makes him and McDaniel's better players for their career is playing in these type of you know hard, heavy, contested games at the mm-hmm. end of seasons. Um, we're playing smart. Every man's playing the role right. Um, we're really starting to click. And the one thing that's not clicking right now is our two quote unquote stars. So once that happens, I mean, we could be dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally agree. And you will really, what impressed me last night a lot was actually Rudy Gobert. Like he, oh, now people are going to point to, oh, Sabonis had 24 points or whatever, but he does that every night. So there's, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. And I, I thought Rudy did a decent job on him. Uh, but I, I don't know. Rudy, I felt like just got, rebound he we, a lot of times we struggle with offensive rebounds and he was just pulling them down in clutch uh situations uh he was there for the law he even hit even hit that turnaround even hit that turnaround fade away fade away one i i did not think that was going in but it went in <laughs> i mean like i almost think in right in front of our eyes he's developing a post game it's almost like he's a. It's almost like he didn't need to in uh, Utah, and he's seeing the need and is now adapting to it. It's almost like Chris Finch knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like in the beginning of the year when everyone's like, "Why is Chris Finch working on establishing Rudy Gobert in the post? Why are we working on that? That's not his game. Let's just run pick and roll. Why are we doing like maybe?" It, who knows? Maybe there's a chance that this highly decorated head coach knew what he was doing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all coming together. Like, that's the thing. When everything was, you know, bring your torch torches and pitchforks to the to the Timberwolves to Target Center and, right. and take management out. Turns out maybe they knew what they're doing. Right. You know, like we are starting to mesh without having Carl Anthony Towns for 52 games. We're starting to mesh, even without him, into a team that people aren't going to want to play in the playoffs. Like, that's right. amazing. And now we get to add Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, so let's – and this is a topic I wanted to get into, and we touched on it a little bit. Ideal. So the ideal situation is that the Wolves get the six or five seed. I think five is going to be tough, to be honest. Uh, but if we can beat the Suns, who knows? But – so our, our possibilities for the playoffs are really – and I'm not going to include Denver because I, I don't think uh, Denver is an ideal matchup. But uh, who do you want to play in the playoffs? Uh, Memphis, the Kings, they, they, uh, who, who, do you, who do you think who, who do you think would be we have the best shot against? Um, I mean, I so it's kind of a two-part question for me. Who do we have the best shot against? I would say the Kings. I think so. Um, and you know, that'd be great to play them. You know, that would be wonderful. That'd be fine. I think we, I think we'll be, like you said, favorite. I would favor us not being a homer, but just, I think we're, I think we're a better team. Mm -hmm. Um, Memphis is probably who I'd want to play because I also think we can beat them. And if we can beat them, and hopefully decisively, which would be amazing. We can kind of shut up that whole Memphis train um, where the NBA is kind of pushing for that, or was at least for a while pushing in my mind for them to be the darling of the NBA, this hardworking, like 
team for the people. And like, they really kind of were pushing that mm-hmm. to at nauseum to me. Um, I would like to beat them and uh, shut them up and show them that we are the power of, of, uh, of the West in that, in that realm. For sure. I, I, I like your answer there because I, like I said, just out of the games that I've seen, I think the Kings we match up better with, I don't know. Now maybe they would try some things, but I just, now obviously they, they can't make a trade at this point, but I, I don't think they can match up with us height wise. I, I just, if everyone's healthy and everyone's ready to go, like, like and we've never played them with cat. Yeah, that's true. All those wins were without Carl Anthony Towns. And I think there's some strategy with us not playing him last game. I think some of it was if we see you guys in the playoffs, we don't want you getting any tape on what we're going to do with Carl Anthony Towns. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it, but Memphis would be fun as well. I mean, just to run that back, it, it was really, I mean, even nationally, our first round series was the talk of the first round of the playoffs. Like nothing else really significant was going on. And that, and that was, that was basically the top. I mean, it was us and then Brooklyn losing in four games. That was basically the, the recap of the first round of the playoffs. But I think we were the only one that went over five games, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I like I said, I would rather have the Kings, but I'm fine with with Memphis as well. I don't think we match up well with Denver. That that still scares me if they're all healthy. I mean, Jokic is Jokic, so that that just scares me as well. So I should ask. So as Wolves fans, we know after tonight we are not going to be the sixth seed because either the Pelicans are going to win or the Warriors are going to win tonight. And the Pelicans, I believe, have the tiebreaker with us. Is that – that's right, right? Or I'm not sure. I haven't really even been thinking about the Pelicans. Um, I know that we pretty much have the tiebreaker or we can tie almost every single team in the West, mm-hmm. like, um, like within the next week. Because I think we play the Suns, who were, have two one on us, so that would be two two if we beat them. Right. So yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what it is, but I think we've got almost all the tiebreakers we need. So who who do you want to win tonight? Uh, the Pelicans or the Warriors? Um, I would want the Pelicans to win. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because how does that how does that affect us then? So I believe we go into a tie for six, but I think they might have the tiebreaker. The Warriors? No, no, no. The if the Pel- Pelicans are right below us. Yeah, the Pelicans are one game above five hundred. That's wild. I think they're terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would not. I would probably rather play. I would probably rather. I mean, who knows about Zion? I'm guessing he's not playing. Um, the Pelicans are a tough squad for us, uh, just because they hustle and they're long. They've got long defenders. Um, I would maybe rather play the Kings than the Pelicans, to be honest, mm-hmm. like in the playoffs, which sounds crazy. So, yeah, let's uh, take a look at a uh, – it's a little small. But as you can see, you got the Pelicans at 38 and 37, and then you got the Warriors at 39 and 37, us at 39 and 37. So I believe the Pelicans have the tiebreaker on us. So whoever wins, okay. we'll go to the sixth seed and we'll go to seven. Hmm. Yeah, I mean – and the seed talk is fun, and it's fun to watch it. But like I've been saying since the beginning of the year, 
Um, all I want is in the last five games of the year, which we're almost there right now, mm. I want us to be playing our best basketball. That's all I've been saying. If we're playing really good basketball by then, then we'll we'll be fine in the playoffs, you know? I mean, I would rather have, I mean, it sounds silly, but I'd rather be like an eight seed or a nine seed or, you know, I'd be in the play-in and playing really good ball. I'd rather have that than just kind of stumbling to the finish line and be a five seed, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I want to see us, I, I look at these playoffs not as a how far we can get yet. I look at it as what kind of um, learning lessons will our youth get in these playoffs? Sure. Like what will this, like I'm building blocks for years in the future. So let, yeah, let's, so let's uh, just to go in the seating talk, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So the Rockets, oh, they're out. Spurs, they're out. Trailblazers, I think someone posted today, they're shutting down Lillard. Is that, yep. that's correct? Okay. So they're done. Yeah. <laughs> I think they they're at they're at 43 losses anyway, so they can only win 30. They can only win 39 games. So we're at 39 wins right now. So I, I think, although technically they do hold the tiebreaker, but I think it's over for them. Jazz at 35 and 40. Um, I don't, I don't know. It seems like they're kind of. It was. I think for the Jazz, it was fun while it lasted, and I, I, I think they're gonna, they're, they're gonna. Take I out. think. Yeah, I, I don't see Laurie Market in playing too many more games. I agree. And then, so, okay, this is where it gets interesting. So, we got the Mavericks at 37 and 39, which, as we know, since the Kyrie trade had been a disaster. Um, uh, then we got the Thunder at 37 and 38. Now, they are up, I think, 10 at halftime on the uh, on the, on the the Hornets right now. So we got them on our tail. Lakers at 37, 38. I think if we can just beat them on, let's see, when do we play them? Friday? I think if yeah. we beat them on Friday, I think we can get rid of the Laker problem, um, at least initially. Um, but uh, let's see, what else do we got? And then we got the Pelicans at 38 and 37. They're the A seed. Uh, the Warriors at 39 and 37. Uh Timberwolves at 39 and 37 tied with the Pellet or tied with the Warriors. Then we got the Clippers at 40 and 36. Of course, uh Paul George out for at least two or three weeks. Suns, we play them tomorrow, 40 and 35. And then we get to not impossible, <laughs> but we basically have to win the rest of our games to catch the Suns. So so we could probably jump the Clippers. Potentially. Um if I don't know what their schedule looks like, what they look. It's crazy. It's crazy to say that the teams right below us are the Pelicans, where when they had Zion, I believe were second in the West. Yeah, and they were just, or they might have been first in the West for a while. They were unbelievable. So they're a powerhouse when healthy, or were this year. So it's them. It's the Lakers, who I don't want any part of them if they're fully healthy and playing well. Um, and then it's Golden State, who was last year's champion. Like, those are three teams that could easily be top three seeds, and they're right behind us fighting for a playoff berth almost. Like, it's mm-hmm. the West is so powerful, it's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, so, unbelievable. so like you were asking about the Clippers' remaining schedule. Uh, so tomorrow yeah. they play the Grizzlies, then the Grizzlies again, both on the road. Then they got so right there. That could be two losses, and then we're 
we've almost jumped them. Pel- Pelicans on the road, Lakers at home. Well, I mean, doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Uh, right. Trailblazers at home. That should be a W. And then Suns on the road. Damn, that's a super hard schedule. Yeah, Errol, that's got to be the hardest schedule in the NBA. It's got left. I mean, other than other than the Trailblazers, like I'd be scared if yeah. I were a Clippers fan. Particularly, right? That that's they could lose. They could win one of those games and and like play okay. They could play. They could play pretty good basketball and only win one of those. The last five. Yeah, particularly without George. I mean, Kawhi is Kawhi. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, without George. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Uh, let, you know, screw it. Since we're doing it, let's take a look at, at some of these other team schedules. Like, uh, let's take a look at the Warriors. So, the Warriors, and this is the interesting thing because they're intertwined. Like, teams are – I was going to say, they're playing the Clippers at least once. They, and us. So, I don't know. so, they got the Pelicans tonight. Somebody has to win. Spurs, that should be a W. On the road against the Nuggets, then they got the Thunder, um, then they got the Kings on the road, and then they got the Blazers. So Nuggets, Thunder, Kings. Yeah, that could be three losses. That's, uh, absolutely. The, actually, let's talk about this. What do you what do you make of the of the Thunder? Because I honestly think that the Thunder, and I've said this in past shows, I. I don't know if this is their year. I don't think it is, but I think soon they could be a powerhouse. I really do. So remember, um, remember the Bulls a couple years ago when they were when Tibbs was there, yeah, and they were uh, like a four seed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my opinion, they were not a very good team, and that showed out in the playoffs. But what they were is they worked really hard. They tried really hard. And when you have a team like the Thunder, where literally not one roster spot on the well, only one roster spot on the entire roster is settled, mm-hmm. um, all those guys are trying hard. Like you've got, you know, it's a Tuesday game, a Tuesday road game in Utah, and they're playing as hard as they could possibly play. Mm-hmm. So that's going to give you, you're going to get the advantage over a Lakers team you know, on an off night, you're going to get an advantage over a Philly, you know, like you're going to get a lot of wins where you pick up just by young guys really working hard. Right. And I think they're very well coached. Right. Um, there'll be a point where that effort, you know, like Vanderbilt level effort um, only takes you so far. Right. And at some point they're going to have to level up their talent, either naturally by a guy really stepping up and being amazing, maybe Chet, Mm-hmm. Or they're going to have to trade three, you know, B minus level players for one A level player mm-hmm. or something like right. that. So they've got a lot of ways to go, but they're not, they're a team that I would not want to play coming down the stretch because they're not going to give you an easy game. No. And there's not many teams that are fighting for playoff position that want their vets really battling the last week right before the playoffs, you know? So right. like, they're a miserable team to be playing. Uh, right before the end of the year. Now, here's something interesting. Uh, not to change the subject, but I'm going to do it. He, listen to the Pelican schedule. I just yeah. I just looked it up. So Pelicans Warriors tonight, we talked about that. And they're one game behind us, right? Or half. Half game, yeah. If they win, they'll be tied with us, but they got the tiebreaker. Okay. Um, 
Then they got the Nuggets on the road. Then they got Clippers at home, Kings at home, Grizzlies at home, Knicks at home, and then they're in Minnesota. Jesus. Yeah. So if the, if they're making between the playoffs, them and the, they're gonna have to earn it. But same as the Clippers, <laughs> them and the Clippers, right? Right. That's the kind of thing. Like if if yeah. So like if OKC makes the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to play them because that means that they are humming. You know, like they're really playing well. Right. Yeah. We ended. I remember since the All Star break, we had like the hardest quote unquote schedule in the NBA, and we are sitting really nice right now. We I know the last four are very very winnable, and after going two and zero oh on this little force four game uh, hard streak, we're really looking good right now. So actually, yeah, let's take a look at it. So obviously, Suns tomorrow. We all know that that'll be Durant coming back. Who knows? Uh, Lakers at home, Blazers at home, Nets on the road. Spurs on the road, and then Pelicans at home. Yeah, I mean, the Nets are kind of like OKC right now where you're going to have to play hard because they've got a lot of guys that are playing hard, but you should be able to beat them. Oh, yeah. Um, We should be – yeah, I mean, again, if we want to be fighting for playoffs, we need to be good at the end of the year, and we need to be clicking. So let's hope that that happens. You know, I want to see – if we can go, man, if we can only catch one or two losses over these last five, mm-hmm. um, we'll be looking pretty good. Do you think now now we've gone through the schedules and stuff like that? Do you think four four wins on the last six is gonna be enough to get the six? Probably. You think so? Okay. Probably because there's so many of those other or else or else one team's just gonna fly up because they're all playing each other. Right. So like, yeah, like yeah, I would say there's going to be enough um, wins and losses m- mixed in there, you know, like that everyone's going to catch a couple losses. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I agree. So, you know, like because like every team around us, like like every team around us is playing four playoff teams, you know. So like unless they sweep everybody, which then, you know, that means that there's some teams dropping down. So mm-hmm. I think I think we should be OK. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think I think the big game Suns is obviously a big game, but I feel like the bigger game is Lakers at home. Because if we can if we can take care of the Lakers at home, have another game on them, I don't know. I, I, I feel like then we're in good shape. Yeah. I'm I don't want to see a healthy Lakers team clicking on all cylinders. Although I don't know what if how healthy LeBron's foot is. Who knows? Supposedly every doctor told him to get surgery, except for the LeBron James of foot doctors. So um let's hope he stays healthy. And do we Russell hasn't been playing either, right? He's got hip soreness. You know how that is. Like Russell Delo will never play unless he is 103% healthy. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and he said that multiple times. He's like, I'm, you know, like this is my livelihood. Like I'm not going to go out there injured and then possibly get hurt. And then that ends up like affecting my, you know, what I make for money. Right. So um, he has not been playing, uh, but it sounds, I mean, it seems like it's not anything serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I just looked it up. It looks like he's going to be able to play against the Bulls on on Monday or uh, Wednesday, so tomorrow. So 
Right. Well, Bulls. Uh, by the way, uh, last actually, last thing that I, I wanted to get to um, is uh, apparently A Rod and Lori made a big payment today or recently. Um, do you think they're going to be able? To, do, so they now own forty percent of the Timberwolves, is what it's saying. Um, do you think they're going to be able to pull this off? Man, I mean, I hope so, but it's just not. I mean, they're not giving you a lot of uh, reason to be optimistic. I mean, I know their very first payment when they bought 20%, um, A-Rod didn't have enough money. So Lori had to like cover almost all of his side, which is not a good start. And it was, I guess the payment was like a couple months late. Right. So like, that's not a good look. Mm -hmm. And then um, there was a lot of speculation that they were going to have trouble getting the money together again, even for this payment, which... Sounds like I don't know if the payment's in the book yet, but sounds like they got it together. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I know that Glenn Taylor has in the sale that if they miss a payment or if they're late, he has the right to just scrap the deal, you know. So, like, he could just say, you know, I want to stay, you know, the 60% owner or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, and keep it, keep the power, but um. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It's an adventure. And and part of me doesn't know how much I want. I mean, this is going to sound outrageous, but I don't know how much I want uh, Lori and, and um, A-Rod to be like the full-time owners. Like these guys don't know basketball still. Mm -hmm. Like not like Glenn Taylor, you know, played in the, you know, in the NBA or anything, but he's been around the block for a long time. Right. Um, sometimes these new owners get a little jumpy and make some weird moves. Uh, so I don't know. It's not like it's not like getting rid of uh, public enemy number one Glenn Taylor is necessarily the best. Uh, will be a, will solve all the problems. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I think we'll put a exclamation and point in there. In that there, hopefully we'll do another show before the playoffs. Lord willing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess what are you looking for out of the Wolves this week? I'm looking for Carl Anthony Towns to um, to get some open shots in the flow of the offense. Like mm -hmm. I want, I want to see him pass up the ball and then have it come back to him and get a shot. Um, it still feels like he's, you know, oh, I need to get my shot up type of thing. Like he's not really playing with the team right now. He's just kind of getting his rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I want to see Anthony Edwards get his cardio up where he can just be the downhill aggressive attacker. Um, and I hope that having Carl Anthony Towns doesn't get in his head and think that he has to defer to him at all. Um, I want to see, you know, all-star break um, Ant Carl or uh, Anthony Edwards because mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the only chance we got in the playoffs is if we've got that beast uh, playing like he was right before the all-star game. I would agree. And, and, and Junior agrees as well. Yes, yeah. I see. Yes, that. he does. All right, so this is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Thanks so much for being here, Chris. No problem, man. Absolutely. And uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and tell your friends on YouTube. And uh, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify as well. And as always, go Wolves.